time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Whenever I'm starting this podcast, I talk about the fact that thriving is not about just when things are good. In fact, what I say is thriving no matter what life throws your way. One of the things that I find different is that sometimes I see these self-help books that assume that life is always supposed to be going well. And some of them even would let you think that if something's not going well, then something's wrong with you, that there's something that's wrong with your psychology or there's something that's wrong with your mindset or there's something that's wrong with what you're attracting into your world. And what that ends up doing is that when people are having a tough time, they end up feeling blamed for what's going on in their own life. I saw this in early in my career when I was a chaplain, when people were constantly uh, thinking about what they did that caused their illness or caused the accident or caused their loved one to have an illness or accident or some death to come along, something that was rocking their world. And what they were doing was saying, this is all my fault or how did I allow this to happen? Or something must be wrong with my life or something must have gone wrong. Now, since I was a chaplain, a lot of what I got was asking why God did that to them. Why did God allow that to happen? Or why did God make that happen? Or why did God cause that to happen? Part of the assumption of all of that is that there is something abnormal and out of place with tough times. That's part of the assumption that's built into that, that if things are not going well, that's the aboriginal part. That's the incorrect part. There's something wrong with that. There's something that's a problem. It's the abnormal for something to go wrong. The interesting thing is that that's got to be a fairly new piece of our existence, of our psychology. We live in a world where we come to think that everything should be going well. You know, we live in a world, for most of us, and for people who are able to listen to a podcast, it's particularly true, that most of us are living in fairly comfortable surroundings. We can regulate our heat and cooling to within a couple of degrees in a house all the way through a year. We probably go to our closet and at least have a choice of a few things to pull on each morning or each night, and we have an option to go find something to eat pretty easily. Just this morning, I just went to the store and got groceries. I didn't have to go hunt something and risk being hunted. I didn't have to go gather something. It was right there for me to just pick up and, and walk right out of the store. I had to pay, but I just walk right out of the store. We have lots of things around us, lots of ways we can get lots of information to us. And so we live in a very interesting time where we kind of tend to believe that there's something abnormal about the bad. And the interesting thing is, we all still have bad days. So built into those bad days, there is this belief that there must be something that we're doing wrong if those bad days come along. Now, our ancestors would have on a regular basis been surrounded with people who were at risk every day. An accident could lead to death very easily. Just a simple infection could lead to death very easily. A child was at risk just to be born, and so was the mother for that matter. There was a danger around the corner. At nighttime, it probably got pretty darn cold or pretty darn hot during the day or pretty darn cold all day and night for some places. And yet we have now come to the place where we live in comfort 
and we expect life to be kind of flat. And that's the problem. We have the myth that life should be a steady upward climb. And so when it's not, not only are we dealing with the hard times, but we're dealing with the psychology that that's something wrong with that, that somehow that's not right. And that's what gets us stuck when we have tough days. So let's just start out with a new idea today. It's not very new at all, but a new idea that we might want to plug in here to accept that that's part of life. Tough times are going to come our way. Not just the big tough times where there's an illness or a death or a loss of some kind, but just the days where you don't know what's going on. You don't know how it's going to unfold. Maybe there's an issue at work with a coworker, or maybe there's a problem with your car that once again, there's a frustration that something's broken down, or, or maybe it's just getting up and saying, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing here. I don't, I don't know why I continue to do this. Maybe it's about a relationship that's not going well. Maybe it's just one of those, those kind of those points of life where it's just gotten tough. Here's the fact. There is no way to avoid those. There are going to be tough times. Sometimes you'll see them coming. Sometimes you'll see them miles away. Sometimes they'll sneak up behind you and ambush you. But the tough times will come. And so the question is, how do we handle those tough days? If they're going to come, how do we handle them? I think there are three pieces that are always true about these tough days of what we do to get through. And then I'm going to talk about some strategies for doing just that. I think one of the, the big pieces of, to understand is that we endure these times. Part of the reason that we keep going in life is because on a tough day, we endure. We get up and we keep going. One of the things I've often had to remind myself on a tough day is that tough day is going to end and the sun's still going to come up tomorrow. I remember at the uh, election day a couple of years back now, I was talking with someone who was very concerned about how the election might go. And I don't have any idea which side of the election they were thinking about. I don't know which side they wanted to win, but they said, you know, I'm really worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. And I said, well, I'll tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. The sun's going to come up and we'll keep going because that's what we do. That's how we humans are wired to get up and we keep going. And so the first thing about these tough times is to recognize that that's our strategy. We've got to endure. I've talked about this a few times, so uh, just to kind of keep on pushing on, on a metaphor, I've been doing jujitsu for a year now, uh, which means that I am a beginner, but not rank beginner. I'm what they would consider an advanced beginner at this point. So I know a few moves, but I know a lot more about what I don't know. But one of the things I've realized is that sometimes when I'm rolling with someone, which means I'm sparring with them, I'm, we're, we're doing a fight, you know, where each of us are trying to submit the other person. There are times when I find myself in really uncomfortable situations. Not so much that I have to say, hey, I've got to stop, but really uncomfortable situations that I'm trying to get out of. And what I've realized is that one of my strategies is to endure, to recognize it's going to be uncomfortable. And so one of the things that I recognize when I'm going to, uh, to be at class, I'm going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be some tough moments in there. If I go in believing that I'm going to win every single match, I'm going to be very disappointed the first time I'm submitted, the first time I'm pinned down. If I go into class recognizing that this is just kind of the rhythm, that there are going to be some times when somebody's going to get the better of me, and I'm going to have to endure it. 
And the cool thing about jujitsu is if somebody really gets me, I just tap them and we start over. We can start again, start fresh. And that's kind of the nature of life. Sometimes we've just got to say, okay, I've got to back away from that for a minute. So part of our strategy whenever there are tough times is to endure. The second piece is that we can learn and grow. Same thing when I'm at jujitsu and somebody pins me down and gets me in a move I didn't see coming. Sometimes I have to say, hey, how'd you do that? Because, man, that was really effective and, and pretty painful. So how did you do that? The fact is that I have learned to do that throughout my life when things are not going well to pause for a minute and ask the question, what do I need to learn from this? Now, let me make a very clear distinction. I don't believe that God or the universe or anything else is trying to teach me a lesson as much as there is a lesson to be learned in every hardship. In every struggle, there's a lesson to be learned, even if the lesson is about valuing something. For instance, years ago, I was talking with somebody who had lost someone very clear to them to death, very dear to them to death. And we had been, this person had been going to some of my classes and said, okay, you said there's always a lesson. What's the lesson? Because I don't see it. I just see this horrible loss. What's the lesson? And I said, you know, sometimes the lesson is that person meant something to me. And I want to hold on to that memory. The lesson is people are important to us. The lesson is that life can turn upside down in an instant, in a phone call, in an email, in a text. That's sometimes the lesson, to remember that life is this way. We can't count on life continuing to always be in the same direction. It's been about 15 years ago now that I was sick. That was a period of time when I wasn't sure if I was going to get better. The doctor said I would be disabled, and eventually what I had was likely to kill me. At some point, if something else didn't get there first, it would do me in. And so when I recovered from that, one of the things I took from it is the idea that life is pretty precious. Whatever time I had left, I needed to be very clear about that and intentional. And so I've called that time my bonus time. It's the time that I wasn't sure I was going to have when I was really sick. And the bonus time is for me to remind myself that the moments of a day are pretty precious. That's the lesson from that for me was those moments are pretty precious. I carry a coin in my pocket now that has a saying on it. It's a challenge coin. And the saying is memento mori. Memento mori is a phrase from our uh, old philosophers, uh, the Stoic philosophers, who said that every day we should remember that we're going to die. Now, we don't have to get caught up in wondering how we're going to die, but just the fact that we know that we are mortal, that there are only so, many, so much time left, means that we're going to make that important, to pay attention to that. Sometimes that's the lesson. We've got to learn and grow from all of the challenges that come our way. And the last thing that I think that we need to remember is we got to continue. Sometimes we're continuing somebody else's legacy, but sometimes we're just continuing our own life, taking that next step, moving forward. Because one of the things that we often lose track of in the tough times, if we don't want them to come, if we don't expect them to come, if we think that they shouldn't be there, what we lose track is that those tough times, that's where we get strong. In the 15 years since I was sick, one of the things that I started doing is taking much better care of uh, my health, exercising and eating better and making sure that I'm resting and dealing with my stress a lot better. And so along the way, one of the things I've tried to do is kind of build up my muscle a little bit. Now, let me be honest. 
at my age, my task is to make sure I don't lose ground. I'm not going to build muscle. I can make the muscle cells that I have bigger and stronger, but I'm not going to build muscle anymore. I'm not going to add muscle cells to my body. That, that time passed long before I recognized it in my life. And so now my strategy is to make sure that what muscle mass I do have, I both maintain and make it as efficient and effective as possible. So how do I do that? I lift heavy things. I challenge my muscles. I do things that make my muscles work extra hard so that they are stronger when I'm not working them. The fact is that we humans are kind of built on this use it or lose it model. It's the way our body has always conserved energy. If if you're not doing something, your body says, well, that must not be important to you, and it goes away. So when we don't use our muscles, we don't challenge our body, our muscles atrophy. Our body says, well, if you're not going to need that, then we'll just not use any energy on that. And it kind of goes away. The fact is that that is true when life is super easy. When we don't have the challenges that keep us sharp, we lose some skills, which means that when things get tough, we've lost some of the skills on how to deal with it that we once had. So when we have a strategy of I'll avoid tough times, I'll avoid tough situations, we also are avoiding the challenges to ourselves that allow us to grow, to get stronger, to have more thriving muscle behind us. So let's talk about some strategies of how to deal specifically with those tough times. The first one is to isolate. And this is very interesting. I just said that you need to take on those tough times. But when the tough times come our way, we want to make sure we isolate to what that really that tough time is. A number of times I've had people come in my office and say, you know, I've had a really, really crappy week. And when we start talking about it, they had a really, really crappy conversation with somebody. Sometimes it was a 15-minute conversation that is now crowded out a whole week. So instead of allowing that to be a globalized piece, sometimes it's helpful to isolate the tough time to what it really is, to be able to sit back and ask the question, okay, what's this really about? That's one of the things that's often been said in in different quotes. Was it a tough day or was it a tough 15 minutes? Was it a tough little period of time? Maybe you got up in the morning and things just didn't go well. And then we kind of think through that because that's one of the things we do with our thoughts. We keep thinking on those tough times. Have you ever had that experience? You know, something doesn't go quite right and you find yourself the rest of the day just kind of replaying that same thing, replaying it over and over until it dominates your day. Well, isolating is about being able to step back and say, okay, it's about that. That was a tough time. There was a day when I was uh, waiting for a client to come in and the client came in in a whirlwind of upset and sat down and said, this is the worst day ever. And I said, okay, well, tell me what's going on. And it turned out that it had been an argument with a child who didn't want to get up, didn't want to get dressed, didn't want to go to school. And that whole thing had just unraveled into a mess of an argument between a parent and a child. So by the time they came to my office, they were convincing themselves that this was the worst day ever. When in reality, it was a tough time with a child that lasted until that, that parent was able to drop that child off at school and make their way to my office. So we tended to 
expand it a little bit if we're not careful. And so one of the ways we can isolate that is to go, okay, what was that really about? What is this tough time really about? This expands even when it's the big things. When we get sick, are we able to step back and say, okay, this is about this part of my life. What else is left over though? You know, I I haven't lost everything in any situation. How can I find the places where I've still got a place? Community. So isolate is the first strategy to make sure that when tough times come, we make sure we're clear about what that tough time really is about instead of letting it globalize to all of our life. The second strategy is to objectivize. So let me explain what I mean by that. This is not to rationalize away the the struggle, but to be able to look at it from a distance, to be able to look at it from a different space. One of the things that often has happened is that we get trapped in our own story. And we lose the fact that what we're going through, many others have gone through. When I was about 12 years old, my grandfather died. And I remember as we were in the cars, in the procession, going to uh, bury him, I was looking out my window and thinking, you know what, all of these people on this street don't know what's hurting me today. They don't know that I just lost my grandfather. They don't know what's just happened to me. And I started thinking about, because they were walking along doing their own life, I started thinking about how they were in their own little existence. And then the second thought occurred to me that they're going to go through the same thing too. They're going to lose somebody close to them. Sometimes when we're having a tough time, we come to the place of believing that we're the only ones who are experiencing this level of loss. We're the only ones who are going through this. When in reality, there's probably not one thing that could happen to you that hasn't happened to many, many other people, especially for as long as people have been around. So to objectivize it is to be able to remove ourselves a little bit and to look at it from a little bit of a distance and realize that this is part of life. This is part of existing on earth. That in fact, all of the great cool things about being a human also have the tough things about being a human. That people are going to get sick. People are going to die. People are going to have crises. People are going to have financial problems. Few people are going to have relationship problems. People are going to struggle. All of us. The subjective piece is when we make it only about ourselves and we take it personally and we tend to move towards feeling like we're the victim rather than the fact that we are human. Part of being human is dealing with these tough times. Which leads us to the third strategy, to lessenize it. After we've objectivized it, we can lessenize it. What can I learn from this? What are the things that I need to walk away? Remembering and understanding. A number of years back, when I was just beginning my clinical life as a therapist, one of the things I realized was that I was an hourly employee. No matter what I did, I was still based on the clock, how many people I could get in my office, how many people I could see, and what the rates were that we could charge. That was, there was no way around that. And there were only so many hours I had in a day. And I remember the day that I, that occurred to me. I went, I've got to do something else. If I want to grow financially with my family, I've got to figure out something else. And so I decided I needed to start a business. 
So I looked and looked and looked for a business model. I finally found one that I thought would be functional within the fact that I was still going to be working as a therapist. I got money. I got a loan for that, put our family into debt to follow that. And I threw myself into that business and I threw money into that business and that money went nowhere. The business failed utterly, leaving us further behind than we'd ever been before. Now I owed money for a business that was now gone. And not only was I worried about the fact that I was an hourly employee as a therapist, but I also was in debt now for trying to do something different. For all of the talking I did to myself about how horrible I had done and what a bad thing I'd done to my family, one day I finally stepped back and realized a couple of these pieces. One, Life was still going on. I I needed to isolate it to that one place. I had young kids who were loving and who were fun. I had a great wife who was supportive and caring. I had a clinical practice that was going along. I had my health, at least at that point. I had my uh, family around me, my friends around me. I had so many things. So I needed to remember that this was about that business thing. The second thing I had to do is realize that there are people all around all the time that end up in a bankrupt business that has to close, leaving them also in debt. So the next thing I had to do was ask the question, what do I need to learn from this? I spent a number of years paying back the money that I had borrowed. I refused to just walk away from it because I had been given that money in good faith that I would be able to pay it back. And so I continued to pay it back. That was part of my lesson that I had to live with an integrity, a place of integrity, of making sure that I was living from my place of integrity. I also had to learn about what I did wrong. I spent a lot of time reflecting on why that business did not work. Those lessons were expensive lessons, but have followed me in every business choice I've made since then. So I took the lessons with me to have a better response the next time. Which brings us to number four. One of the things I didn't learn at that time was to self-nurture and self-care. Instead of taking extra care of myself when things were tough, I let things go. I didn't eat better, I ate worse. I didn't exercise more, I exercised less. In the process, I didn't take care of the one thing that was going to have to take me through the rest of my life. I didn't take care of my body. So one of the things we can do as a strategy in those tough times is to make sure that we are doing self-nurture and self-care, to make sure that we're putting good fuels in our body, that we're continuing to exercise, that we're continuing to have connections with people that nurture us as humans, as social animals, that we need to have those people around us. We make sure that we're getting care. We make sure that we're dealing with our stress levels in appropriate ways. And when we do self-care and self-nurture in those tough times, It pays off because we have more resources to deal with those tough times. So strategy number four is to work on that self-nurture and self-care when the times are tough, which brings us to the last strategy of refocusing. When we get focused on the crisis, sometimes we miss the bigger piece of what do I want to do now? So we refocus on other things that are important to us. Now, recognize that this is not about ignoring a loss or pretending like it didn't happen, but making sure that we refocus on what we now know to be important. In fact, one of the lessons a lot of times is that we always needed to refocus on what's important. I believe that part of that refocus is usually in asking, 
what is my place in this world? How, who am I to be? How am I to find my meaning and my purpose in this? When we walk through this, these strategies, it doesn't mean we're not going to have tough days. It doesn't mean we're not going to have some struggles along the way. But what it does mean is when they are there, we're better capable of dealing with them, that we actually are growing. And this is, this is that thriving muscle. The more we take on these tough times as opportunities of growth, the more our, our lives will show as a thriving place. We thrive because of how we take on the tough times, not of how we float through the easy times, but how we stand up to the tough times and continue learning. If these are tough times for you, remember that these are opportunities to flex your muscles, to find those new places of thriving, to find those new places of being resilient and of finding your new purpose and place. If these are tough times or if they're good times, it might be a great time to equip yourself with more thriving strategies. I have a book called Thrive Principles. Thrive Principles is 15 strategies for living your thriving life. And you can find more about that at thethriveprinciples.com. That's thethriveprinciples.com. Or you can check me out at leebalkum.com. That's L-E-E-B-A-U-C-O-M.com. It's got a link to that book plus my other books on thriving. Either way, I wish you the best as you continue to work through those tough times to build your thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.